everybody. Welcome to the Yamcast. My name is Erica. And I am Chris. Yam actually stands for Young Adult Ministry. So the goal of this podcast is to talk about college and young adult ministry and how to effectively do that. Yeah. And the music in our episode is from our lovely friend Brian Nielsen and James DeWall. He just makes us sound so good. All right, so for this Yams night, we're going to do something that you're calling... The Monthly Five. The Monthly Five. Sure. And we'll try to do it once a month. We'll see. I always love the idea of starting these things, but I'm horrible at remembering to like keep them up. But hopefully with three of us, maybe we'll remember, but... I don't like our chances. It could be by... It could be... The bi- semi-annual. <laughs> the bi-monthly five. The semi-annual five. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The but I just centennial I, five. Every I like years. to hear from other people about what you know what they're doing and things in their life, and so I thought that that'd be kind of cool for us. And I like to talk about the things that I'm doing in my life. So yeah, so, why not? So five questions. Yeah, they're just five questions that we will talk about. We'll see how many we get through. Um, but yeah, so. My first question that we will both answer is, what are what are you reading? What are we reading right now? So I read a ton of books at a time. I don't read just one thing. <clears throat> I'm a little weird like that. I'm also in a doctorate class. So some of the books that I'm reading for my class, uh, I guess the more important one is called Integrative Preaching by Dr. Kenton Anderson. Uh, it's an interesting approach to preaching. So I'm, I'm liking it. It's okay. It's good stuff. Makes you think a little bit. Yep. Second book I'm reading is called Reversing Hermann. Okay, very applicable. By, by Michael Heiser. Yeah, if you were listening to last okay. week. Okay, I'm reading one by him too. Uh, it's pretty intense. I don't love all the conclusions he's coming to, but a lot of the other conclusions are things that I've researched elsewhere and it's all been true. And to watch where he takes it, adding some of the Second Temple literature That's stuff, I'm like, hmm, interesting. So like when I was in Israel, I would point out weird things to people and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, it makes total sense to me. This is awesome. Yeah. And now to read a guy that's putting a book together that's kind of confirming some of that, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. But it's also really good that you can still read things and be very objective with it. You know, just like it yeah. is and it isn't. Yep. And it doesn't make it bad literature. It doesn't no. make it wrong. doesn't make any of that. It's just, I liked this. I'm not quite sure about this because also it's, yeah, it's human. So it can't all be perfect, you know? Right. So I like that you're at least critical, which I think is good for us to, you're not just throwing it out when there's one thing that you don't agree with. Right. The other two books that I'm reading, uh, these will be quick, is The New Copernicans. Uh, A friend pointed it out to me. Um, Shout out to JD. It is a unique look from a boomer looking at millennials saying, this is what we, this is what we failed you with in the church. And this is what you can do to fix it. I've, I've likened it. It's, it's interesting. It's a, it's pretty much a contextualization of our culture and helping us think it through theologically, which is good. And then the last one is, uh, (laughs) I don't remember the the exact title. It's a dissertation on the divine uh, judgment in revelation four and five. And, his case is that the it's a it's a dissertation by Alan Bandy, who's a doctor now and teaching at a at a school in the South. Uh, he he makes the case that the whole Book of Revelation is a court case. Okay, and interesting. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I like it so far, but I'm it's a dissertation, so it's taking a little longer to get through it. All right, what are you reading? 
So I also read a lot of different books at once. I like to read some nonfiction, but I don't read them very quickly. And then I also do like to read fiction because nonfiction sometimes is too much for me and I need to take breaks. And so I'm like, I need to read something that's a little more fluffy. So the the nonfiction that I'm reading, um, so I'm reading Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael Heiser, which is some of it is a little like I can only read a chapter at a time. And, Very Hebrewy. And literally the chapter is like five pages. So I'm like, I might be reading this all year, which is fine. But I can't. Yeah, people who just like breeze through these types of books, I'm like, my mind, my mind needs more time to kind of process and to take a break. Mul- Otherwise, I'm just reading it like a textbook where I didn't retain anything. Multiple blogs have said you need to read this book during this this whole thing. And it, th- those aren't the connections. They're just like, if you're bored, here's yes. some books to read. And almost every one of them is saying The Unseen Realm. So yes. it's interesting that people are pointing it out that way. Yeah. Keep, keep going. It is good. And then I'm also reading an Enneagram book by Richard Rohr. So, what? Which has been really good. An Enneagram book. Yeah, right? Um, it's just, yeah, it's very interesting because they, they he breaks it down, um, like where it came from and what its purpose is. And one thing I do like is he's been talking about how he doesn't really feel like Basically, if you're under the age of 30, that you really should be processing it because he's like your full ego has not quite developed. And you might just see the Enneagram as like a spoil sport. So you won't actually put in the work that potentially. And and really, when you get to your 30s, you're kind of done with the game. And I was like, oh, that's a really good way of putting yeah. it. And so I just, yeah, it's very, it was, it was, it's been good. I haven't gotten to the actual nine types yet. So we've talked about a few other things before that, but I'm also reading, it is technically, it's a nonfiction, but it's more of a story. So, and it's called In the Land of the Blue Burkas. And I, the person's name is Kate something, but it's a pseudonym anyways, because mm. she, for her own safety. Yeah. She's an American that has lived there for five years and worked for an NGO. And it's just like, basically, she's in Afghanistan. I didn't say that. Gotcha. Um, but it's very interesting to hear yeah, just Afghanistan culture. And you kind of think all Middle East is all the same. And it's really like Afghanistan no. seems to be much more strict um, than the ones around it. And so it's just it's been it's I've learned a lot just by reading it. And I can read it a little bit more. That's usually the one that I read before I go to bed. So I have yeah, I have one book by my bedside that's usually a novel. But this one I can read a lot because it's kind of written like a novel. So I usually have one by my bed that I read and then two, my two nonfiction that I read in the morning after I've done some Bible reading. And then I'm also reading a novel. Um, I picked up a few from a friend. She has like a lot of just fluffy, nice ones. I did Where the Crawdad Sings, which is so good. Oh, my word. I couldn't put it down. But this one that I'm reading now is um, it's by Kristen something, something about being alone. <laughs> I've only read two chapters, so I'm not very far in. But those are the ones that, yeah, I can read a lot more quickly because it doesn't really require brain capacity, if that makes sense. So, all right. So, some things we're reading. Question two What are you watching? So, I, I'm really trying to be good about not watching a ton. I mean, I, I still am. Like last Thursday, I think I watched the entire season of what is it, Letter to the King? Letter for the King. It's on Netflix. It's a medieval story, mm. basically, yeah, about this guy who needs to, but it's also kind of magical anyways. But I got the end, because like, you know, when you were watching and then 
it doesn't go to the next episode and you're like, did I just seriously watch the whole thing? Yes. But then I realized there's only six episodes, so I didn't feel as so you bad. Feel way better. But I was like, I was like, wow, I just watched that whole thing. That was actually really enjoyable to watch. So letter, letter to the king, for the king, something, something like that. Um, I also am watching Longmire. I really do enjoy that. I like crime shows. And this one is set in Wyoming, so it's very Wild West feeling. I mean, it's in nowadays, but it's, yeah, feels very Wild West. So um, I would say those are the two that I'm going back and forth with. Something that my friend had talked about was Next in Fashion, which is just a fun, it's a reality show about who's going to be next in fashion. So it's basically Project Runway, but put mm. on Netflix. So, okay, yeah. I'm watching a bunch of random stuff with my kids. Mm. So all over the place, shows that I never thought I'd watch. And I'm not really watching them. I'm just uh, snuggling with them and watching whatever they watch mm -hmm. while I do something so, else. Yeah. I mean, is it like on Disney yeah. Plus? Disney Plus. Like old stuff? No. Oh. No. Typically, it's a movie that I'm not into or a show that I didn't know existed. Yeah. And then you're and, like... And part of me wishes it didn't exist. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that we're watching, and this is this is the one that I like, and I can highly recommend. If you are not watching The Chosen, what's where is that on? So what you need medium? to download the app. It's in VidAngel, but if you go to the App Store on any of your phones, and you just type in The Chosen, it'll come up, and it's a very unique look at the disciples and starting to follow Jesus. It is fantastic. They've done a great job of it. They're making Jesus very human, yet fully God. It's it's very cool, but you need to download it. And what we're doing is we're, we downloaded the app onto my phone, and my phone I can connect to my Fire Stick. Mm. So we're watching it on our big screen. No, I shouldn't say big screen. It's a 50-inch TV or whatever. But, but not your phone. Right. We're not watching on the phone. We're watching it, and we're watching it as a family. And we are reading the Bible together on and off as we are, you know, doing this whole quarantine thing. And my kids are like, man, the Bible, I can see that now. Like, mm -hmm. they, And they filmed it in North Texas, which is very similar to Israel in, the, in yes. the, its landscape. Arid and so it's it's amazing. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. And so season two is about to drop sometime after Easter. And uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's just so good. So The Chosen. All right. So what are you learning right now? Such a broad question. It is very broad. Where do you want to take it? Uh, I'm learning all kinds of things. But specifically, I'm learning that I don't love uh, containment. I don't love quarantine. Mm. I don't okay. love the feel of not being around people. I miss my staff. I miss mm. uh, just the interaction that we get to have. So I'm learning that I'm going to have to learn how to love this and get through it and trust the Lord in it. But I'm also learning just how much I love our church, and I'm excited to be a part of, of what we're doing, not only now, but in the future. And then the other things that I'm learning are all based on those books that I'm reading. I mean, there's things that are popping out in my head that are just like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so that's pretty beautiful. And I, I feel like whenever I'm reading God's Word, I'm always learning things. And so I'm working through a Bible in a year plan again. I do this every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so just loving it, but that's pretty much what I'm learning. What are you learning? So yeah, mine has to do with the quarantine as well. And mine would be like pro what productivity actually looks like. So part of what I've learned with my personality is checklists and marking them off make me feel good. Mm -hmm. They make me feel good about my day. They make me feel like I've used it well. Not always a bad thing, but that can become very idol-esque mm -hmm. where that I'm getting my worth and my value out of that to-do list, which sounds really 
dumb, but I think a lot of us actually. That's ex- like we don't think that that's what we're doing, but that's literally what we're doing. So I've been really processing like what is pr- productivity? What does that actually look like? My friend had sent me – well, I did a blog post on it, so if you want to check that out, you can. But my friend had sent me this thing that was like what we think productivity is, and it's a pie chart, and the whole thing just says hard work. And then what it actually is is like some self-care, exercise. Like it's a bunch of different things, which mm. is so true. So I've just been trying to be more mindful of not letting a to-do list run my life and my day, but also being mindful that I need to get things done. So, yeah, just trying to process – yeah, keeping productivity in its right lane and not having it be more than it needs to. Because, yeah, during this time, I mean, yeah, I want to use it wisely and I don't want to come out the other side being like, well, I just wasted that two months, you know, and right. I could have done so many things. But I also don't want to go out being like, I didn't rest at all. I was just go, 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 going the entire time when I could have been exhaling and whatnot. Right. So, right. so just... Like, you know, thinking about what is what is productivity? What does it actually look like? And that each day probably requires something different. So then that means that whatever that day requires is what's productive for that day. And yeah, each day does not need to be the same. So cool. What are you listening to? Um, So, I mean, I listen to different podcasts. I listen. I have um, I'm, I'm a Spotify person. So. They have a Discover Weekly, so it's a every Monday I get a new 30-song playlist of things that they think I would like. Um, and, then, and my last week's was really good. I liked it a lot. So, But I would say, so Annie F. Downs is a podcast that I really like to listen to. She usually interviews people. Right now she's actually just reading during Holy Week what would have happened on that day mm. within Scripture. I think in the four Gospels, too, like each one. Um so that's kind of cool. She also has done a a different episode every day. She interviews with this guy, Teddy Koffel, I think his name is, and they talk about whatever for that day of quarantine. So they just have like a half an hour, 20-minute little thing every morning. So, but I I listen to that. I'm also a Bible binge podcast listener. So they are interesting characters, Knox and Jamie, and I really enjoy yeah, every Wednesday I listen to their podcast, and it's just a lot of times I feel like I'm shaking my head at them because they're just so ridiculous, but they're funny and I enjoy them. But I mean, listening to, I mean, I have, I, I'm not like a album person. I'm usually just a song person. So, and for a while I wasn't listening to any songs. I was solely listening to pop podcasts. So, but I am getting back into listening to songs and. Um, I think there's just one song by, let me look it up. I think it's called what we need or, um, but I really liked it because it's saying what we think we need and then what we actually need and how they're very different things. So yeah, what I really need by Brian Fowler. Mm. I really like that song because yeah, it's like we say we need this, but really we just need this and it was really good. So what are you listening to? Yeah, I've, we, we listen to a lot of praise music at home. Mm-hmm. So we've always got like a worship channel on. So love that. Uh, one of the artists that I love the most right now is Andy Minio. So yes. I can't stop listening to Minio. Like I just, his view of life is so cool. And he has a bit of a difficult relationship with his dad, um, which I relate to in some ways and I don't relate to in other ways. And so it's just a, one of those things where 
um, it's fun listening to it and just kind of processing, but he's, he's really good. I like him a lot. Then podcasts is what I do a lot of. So I'm listening to the naked Bible podcast, mm-hmm. listening to the Bible project podcast. One of the newer ones is uh, an offshoot of the Bible project called exploring my strange Bible Okay. with Tim Mackey. Um, liking that one. And then, uh, recently I'm going to pull it up so I make sure that I get it right. I've been doing this podcast called, um, the, uh, the Yamcast. Oh, I don't know if I've heard no, of that I'm one. I'm just kidding. Tell me about it. I'm just kidding. I don't really listen to us. That'd be weird. Uh, although I do try to get most of it listened to so that I am able to respond to what we said the week before or whatever. Yes. But the biggest one that I found recently that, especially a college and young adult ministry, if you are not following this cultural moment, mm. that podcast is mind blowing. And I, I understand I'm not a Pentecostal and I'm a little nervous sometimes about charismatic thinking in some ways, but where they're heading and how they talk about our culture and, and help process it. Um, it's really good. <clears throat> so I have another, I have a number of other evangelical friends that are all listening to it as well. And there's some statements that are made sometimes that are kind of like, eh, whatever, but the vast majority of what they're saying is so real and so good. So if you're not listening to this cultural moment, that would be extremely helpful to you. And I, I loved, uh, I got through three seasons in like a couple days. They're short, the short, episodes. Mm-hmm. I was driving to school and back and pretty much covered it all. So, all right. And what's been on your heart? Last question. Hmm. What's funny is cause you know, I have these questions. I could have pondered them ahead of time, which I did for some of them, but yeah, it's what's been on my heart. I mean, what's hard is being in a more rural area. Like I don't experience coronavirus. you know, I don't, I feel like it's kind of like we're removed from it. So I'm still trying to stay mindful to the fact that people are extremely hurting and that this is very serious, even though we can't see it out our front door. It still is serious and needs to be taken as such. So I think that's what's been on my heart is I don't have any needs right now. Like we were talking about prayer requests last night in a meeting and I was thinking I don't really have any for myself. I'm just thinking about those people that are Mm -hmm. suffering, those people that are losing loved ones and can't be at the funeral, those people that are not having a paycheck and wondering what's going to go on with their life. And so that's, that's what's been on my heart is I'm not personally affected by it, but thinking of those people that are and trying to stay mindful of that rather than disconnected from that. So Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, we've had a lot going on in the last few weeks. So at the time of this recording, we just sold our house a few days ago and we moved um, in the midst of coronavirus. So we didn't have any, we had people offering to help, but I didn't feel right about actually accepting help in the midst of, yeah. you know, like we're trying to social distance from each other and I just didn't feel right about that. So we moved um, into a home with a friend. They they have a like a spare home on their property and they're letting us live with them for a little while, which is really great. And so I'm just, A, I'm processing the change and the parts that I love, the parts that I don't love. And while we're waiting to find, we're looking at flipping a house next. So we're trying to find the property that we're supposed to be at. That's it's one of the things. So I'm just praying a lot about, Lord, give us wisdom. Let us know what we're mm-hmm. supposed to do next. But in the middle of all of that, in the middle of the coronavirus thing, what's on my heart the most is I love my stinking family. Mm. Like, I will, I, I just, my wife and I have such a cool connection where... We're very different people who are completely united on what the Lord wants to do with us. 
And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And so I can't thank her enough for just, she's someone I want to walk through all this with, you know? And so that's beautiful. That's on my heart. I, I just, I've noticed myself just looking at her the last few weeks and just going, man, I just really love doing life with this person. And then my kids are um, a blast. I mean, they're, I joke, you know, about like, I don't want to watch what they watch, but I would sit and watch stupid stuff with them all day long just to hang with them. Like, yeah. they're so stinking cool. They're so stinking smart. You know, the, we were a little nervous about the homeschooling aspect of this and they're both knocking it out of the park and they are brilliant and they don't need much help. And uh, so I just, man, I know that's really kind of sappy and corny, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. My heart is just full of, Good. you know, we're walking around this property that we're living on and we're just hanging with our dog and we're just like, you know, I don't love this, that we're all stuck together, but if I'm going to be stuck with anybody. I'm glad it's you guys. These are the three people I'd like to do that with. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what in my heart. That's kind of the big thing of who I am and what God's doing in my heart right now. So, sounds good. All right. Well, that was your monthly five. We'll see if it stays monthly. <laughs> it may be something else before that five. See you in twenty twenty two. But if you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to add, um, any questions about anything, it's a lot of these things will be in our show notes. But you can also reach out, yamcastpod at gmail dot com or on the Instagram. So, yeah, let us know and Facebook. Yeah, speak out. You can find us on iTunes. You can find speak us. Speak out. Speak out. I don't know what that means. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Spotify. Share it with your friends. Everyone's bored right now. Yeah, so please. Get it to the people. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Yamcast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the App Store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at The Yamcast. <laughs>